profile go specifically away. Whoever I know you know who you are and who is there. And like I said, may God help you to hear the whole message at the very end that you will also be able to share with others. Those who are not in the service today. Anyone who is in hashtag the real cafe, anyone who is following your spiritual father who know that the vision can only be led by one business. May God guide you as you shall share with others. I'm led to read from the book of Joel. The message that I have for the church today, the message that God gave me for the church today, comes from the book of Joel and chapter 3. Hallelujah. So if you are going to be there as our readers, whoever is there reading today, may the God of God guide you and direct you. I want you to be able to open at least two versions today for whatever reason. Uh, some of you understand. Uh, just open um, the, the book of John chapter 3 uh, in the King James Version as well as NIT, New International Version, just so that we can clarify some aspects uh, uh, in the King James Version. Hallelujah. So that's uh, the way that I do when I when certain things need clarification uh, in, in simpler terms that are not, that do not get from deviate from the reality of the Word of God and the truth. Um, I, I use uh, NIV to help uh, in that way, or sometimes the, king, the new kingdom version. Hallelujah. Glory be to you, Amashakos. So, can you hear the reader? Um, please, uh, can you put your finger on Joel chapter 3, everyone? Joel chapter 3. We will go through the whole chapter if we have time, but we have the time to go through this by this, this by this. So, I pray that in your own time, you'll be able to read the whole chapter and you get a better understanding. But from the message and the teaching today, we'll zero in on pretty much much of the chapter anyway. Many, many of the verses we shall be able to go through by the grace of God. Hallelujah. And the message, the title of the message, for those who like titles, the title of the message, you always good to have a title anyway, because God always gives you a title for the message. The message that the God of Israel, the God of Agape, has given to me as a visionary for the church is simply this one. Agape struck upon me in the valley of Jehoshaphat. Agape struck upon me in the valley of Jehoshaphat. Colon, the valley of decision. Agape struck upon me in the valley of Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat. Colon, the valley of decision. Uh, I've already prayed. Uh, can the reader please read Joel chapter 3? Let's start with verses 1 to 2. <clears throat> Joel chapter 3, verse 1 to 2. For behold, in those days and in that time, when I shall bring again the captivity of Judah and Jerusalem, I will also gather all nations and bring them down into the valley of Jehoshaphat, and will plead with them there for my people and for my heritage Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations and parted my land. Can you read the same verses in NIV? Joel chapter 3, from verse 1 to 2. In those days, and at that time, when I restore the fortunes of Judah and Jerusalem, I will gather all nations to bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. There 
I will put them on trial for what they did to my inheritance, my people Israel, because they scattered my people among the nations and divided up my land. Can you read verse 11 to 12? We'll come back to the other verses later on. I just wanted to get the idea. Assemble yourselves and come, O ye heathen, and gather yourselves together round about. Be that cause thy mighty ones to come down, O Lord. Let the heathen be wakened and come up to the valley of Jehoshaphat. For there will I sit to judge all the heathen round about. The term in NIV. Come quickly, all you nations from every side and assemble there. Bring down warriors, Lord. Let the nations be roused. Let them advance into the valley of Jehoshaphat. For there I will sit to judge all the nations on every side. Read verse 14 finally in both versions. Verse 14. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. For the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. For the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. Thank you, Lakari Tomakashino no Kale Hormentete. Your word has been read, Almighty Father, partly over now, O Father God, as I share in the mighty name of the Lord, Yeshua Hamashiach. I pray. Amen. Afanami Agape in the valley of Jehoshaphat. The valley of decision is the message of the day. The message of God the Father, the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, to the church of God upon him at such a time as this. We are learning today about what the Bible refers to here as the valley of Jehoshaphat, which is also referred to as the valley of decision. We may want to know who is the who is Jehoshaphat. But before I proceed to mention that you need to know that the valley of Jehoshaphat is what is in the nation of Israel, in Jerusalem in particular. It is actually now currently called the Kidron Valley in Jerusalem. It is the valley that divides between the Mount of Olives on the right and the Mount of Zion on the left and the Jerusalem and the Jerusalem Wall. The Jerusalem Wall in the original sense. So you can imagine when you look at the geography of the Kidron Valley or the Valley of Decision as it stands today, that it is that critical as it divides the two sides of the nation of Israel. On the one hand, Mount Zion and the wall of Jerusalem. On the other, on the right hand, Mount of Olives. And it is known by those, those who are studying the Bible as to the Bible scholars. They could know and understand according to scripture that it shall be the same, the seat of judgment, the final judgment, as God would have it. How will you do it? Only he knows. But we are now talking about the same valley that is now referred to in the scripture in Joel by the prophet Joel as the valley of Jehoshaphat. Why God gave it? The name of a king. You will understand in due course. The valley, same valley also referred to as the valley 
of decision. You may want to understand a little bit of the background. Who was Jehoshaphat? Some of you know according to scripture, some of you may not. But just a, a small summary here for your information that Jehoshaphat was the fourth king of the nation and the tribe of Judah. You can still find the reference to that in 1 Kings chapter 15, verse 24. You understand from that scripture that he was the son of the third king of Israel, of Judah, who was called Asa. Asa was the third king. And according to the word of God and what he did in the book of Chronicles, Judah was strengthened militarily by the work of Jehoshaphat. And also, during the time of Jehoshaphat, the king worked so hard to destroy idolatry. Idolatry defined as the worship of other gods. That idolatry which had crept into King Judah and also completely destroyed the northern kingdom of Israel. For your own information, at that time, we are talking about the time when the nation, the people of Israel, the children of Israel, as we know them today, they were divided between two kingdoms. We had the kingdom of Israel, which carried the name Israel in the north, and then Judah on its own in the south. That is the way things were. So there were kings. They were, they were, when you look at the book of Kings, you understand that there were kings who were ruling in Israel at the time. At this time, we had Ahab in the north, and that's where our prophet Jeremiah was, Elijah was prophesying in the, in the nation of in the, in the northern kingdom. <coughs> Hallelujah. <coughs> and we had uh, Arthur and, and after him, uh, Jehoshaphat, who were leading Judah. Hallelujah. And these people, they who took after their father, their real great grandfather, who, who is, is God, we all know, to be the real father of Judah, who is David. Hallelujah. God of Agape used uh, King Jehoshaphat to destroy idolatry because people had got other forms of worship. They were, they were adulterating the vision, if you like. And through his leadership and the kingship, the people of Judah worshipped the one and only true God, Yahweh, the God of Israel. Someone shout hallelujah. That shows you the importance of the right leadership at any time. Because when you have the wrong leadership, they can you can still worship, but they can lead you to worship in the wrong way. The name Jehoshaphat in Hebrew, it means modern. There's two meanings. It means modern. That's why not surprised Agatha is a new vision for a new generation. That's modern generation. It's a modern vision. Glory be to you, Hamashtash. His name is also pronounced or related as Yehoshaphat, which means Jehovah has judged, or Jehovah is the judge. That's why the valley, the Hebrew valley, which is now said to here as the valley of Jehoshaphat, the valley of decision, is also acknowledged as the seat of the last judgment. Because Jehoshaphat means God, Jehovah, has judged. Or Yahweh, Jehovah is God. Hallelujah, somebody. Now, as we share the message today, you will remember when you talk of him as the judge, the final judge. And if it's going to happen, as it's going to happen, that he will come and rule and judge the world using the people's body as the I don't know how he's going to do it. 
But you will remember the song we sing in the vision of Agape. Ooh, hey, the final day. Jehovah, Jehovah is the final day. Who is the final day? Jehovah, the light around. That's the name of Jehovah, but in that knowledge to coincide and to name him, Yeshua Hamashiach, Jehovah, coming with the final judge, coming to have the final say in the matters of his children. And I'm saying the same thing to you because for your own information, Jehovah's Party belongs to the tribe of Judah. Hallelujah. And we are talking of the God of Agape who has got the final say in any matter that concerns you. That's why your father, myself, your spiritual father, and the prophet, the king, said to you many, many times before at the end, it is okay. If it's not okay, it's not the end. Why? Because Jehovah. As the final say, Hallelujah, somebody. You find from the book of Second Chronicles, you read from chapter 17 all the way to chapter 20, 21, are devoted to Jehoshaphat's reign as the king of Judah. First Kings chapter 22, from verse 1 to 50, will actually give you a summary of the events in the life of this Agape king. He became king at the age of 35, just a little detail of your information, and he reigned for 25 years. Scripture says that he walked because he actually walked in the ways of his great father and ancestor, Second Chronicles 17, verse 3. So this that was the nature and the character and the caliber of King Jehoshaphat. That the Bible says he walked in the ways of his great father and ancestor. Hallelujah. That's very important to remember. During his reign, Judah enjoyed a great measure of peace and prosperity, and the blessing of God rested upon the people of God. Testimonies were testimonies, testimonies galore. People were testifying and testifying to testify when it was when Jehoshaphat was their king. Why? Because God was with him in the same way he was with his seven churches. As king, he most famously and successfully pointed the nation of Judah to the spiritual direction and leadership of God's anointed and appointed prophets. You read the book in the book of Second Chronicles, chapter 20. You will not uh, ask you that you read that in your time again to the reference to this teaching. But for now, let us see for those who may forget. Second Chronicles chapter 20, if you can read verse 1 to 9 and the verses 18 to 23, that, that's for ease of reference. So you have a better understanding of who this Jehoshaphat was and what kind of relationship he had with his God. As you know, the scripture has already said. That Jehoshaphat walked in the ways of his father, David. Not Asa. We know the, the one who was before him, his father was Asa, was also king. But all the kings are measured in accordance with reference to David. You get my point? All the kings of Judah were measured with reference to David. And when you hear scripture saying that he walked in the ways of his father, David, that's what it means. Not biological father. 
but he was a great ancestor. The Bible says David was the only king and prophet who God described him as the man after my own heart. Right. And for those who want to understand that, that is, as I have explained that in the book, uh, in the book, um, Pillars, you understand that they are gathered right there. That, like I said in that book, if you were God, you would have said, I do not have anything to do with this. I can imagine if you, the person who is hearing me right now, if you were God, you would not have wanted to have anything to do with this because you would be described in, describing him as the most sinful of, in, in the most sinful of ways, in the most sinful of language. You would describe him in any language you could think of. If it was in those days, our days, you would be on the blog being talked about in so many ways. But the God of Israel, in his agape love, to show his agape, that very same person you would say, I would have nothing to do with David. He is the one who calls him the man after my own heart. Hallelujah, somebody. Somebody say that they are happy. <clears throat> and as I explained in the book, Peter's again, I have surely made it very clear that maybe if you were God yourself, you would have said, or if you were the son of God, Jesus Christ, you would have said, I would not want to have anything to do with this boy, this, 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 this incredible, horrible king, uh, sinful king called David. Can you imagine how even Yeshua Hamashiach the Son of God, the only begotten and the holy, sinless Son of God, was happy to refer himself, to refer to himself as the Son of David. Think about that. That even the Son of God himself, not only did God see David as the man after his own heart, in spite of all his causes, that agape in practice. The God of agape could not be our God if he did not put the agape in practice himself. Then not only did he do it, but he takes on his own son, and his own son comes many, many years later, thousands, thousands of years later, and the people refer to him as the son of death. And he acknowledges himself as the son of death. He identifies throughout scripture with the devil. The man you would say, I will not have anything to do with him. If you were God, you would have nothing to do with him. If you were God, you would have even removed his name from your, from your, from your own address. You. But because you are not God, and you are not Agape, you are not Agape. You understand Agape, who Agape is. That when he picks his own people, his servants, your own opinion does not matter to, to, to him. Your opinion about them, your knowledge about them, your history about them, the stories about them do not matter to God because he has picked them to be his own people. Anything that you may want to say about David that is negative, that does not matter to God because he picked him to be the man after his own heart. He then went on to say that to let his own begotten son, his own holy son, and sin, sinless, come and identify himself with the David, and he calls himself proudly the son of David. Even the book of Revelation makes it very clear that Jesus the Christ, Yeshua, Hamashiach, holds the keys of David. Oh my goodness. But when he opens the door, no man can shut. When he shuts the door, no man can open. That agape in practice. 
Et maintenant, il dit Jéhoshaphat, King Jéhoshaphat, le père, le fort king of Judah. The Bible says he walked in the footsteps, in the ways of his father David. And so it is not surprising that during his tenure, during his reign, the kingdom of Judah enjoyed the great prosperity and the blessing of God was resting upon the people of God. So as I say, when you read now to understand a bit of who he was, and why he was close to his father, grandfather David. Read Second Chronicles chapter 20. Just quickly, please, for the sake of time, go through verses 1 to 9 and verses 18 to 22. Agape is the church of God. Hallelujah. Second Chronicles chapter 20. It came to pass after this also that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon and with them other beside the Ammonites came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Then there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, There cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on this side Syria, and behold, they be in Hazazon Tamar, which is En Gedi. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord, and proclaimed a fast throughout Judah. And Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem, in the house of the Lord, before the new court. And said, O Lord God of our fathers, art thou art not thou God in heaven, and rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathen? And in thine hand is there not power and might, so that none is able to withstand thee? Art not thou our God, who didst drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel? And gavest it to the seed of Abraham thy friend forever. And they dwelt therein, and have built thee a sanctuary therein for thy name, saying, If when evil cometh upon us as the sword, judgment, or pestilence, or famine, we stand before this house and in thy presence. For thy name is in this house, and cry unto thee in our affliction. Then thou wilt hear and help. The word of the king who knows his God. Can you hear the word of someone who knows how to lead the people of God? Are you surprised? that the people of Judah truly followed Jehoshaphat as their king because their king whenever he faced any situation he would make no reference to any other except to the God of Israel and he would bring the whole nation to understanding their God he would speak to his God in front of the nation in the process he was teaching 
both young and old. What a king and a leader Jehoshaphat was. Verse 13. And all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, and their children. Then upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Beniah, the son of Jehiel, the son of Mataniah, a Levite of the sons of Asa, came the spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. And he said, how can ye, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou king Jehoshaphat, thus said the Lord unto you, be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz. And you shall find them at the end of the brook, before the wilderness of Jeruel. You shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves. And stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. And all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. See what the king is now doing. Go on, verse 18. Jehoshaphat bowed his head. Yes. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. And all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshipping the Lord. Go on. And the Levites of the children of the Kohathites and of the children of the Kohites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord, and that would praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and to say, Praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. And when they began to sing and to praise the Lord, to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. Such is the leadership of the king who knew and understood his God. Such is the leadership of the king who was connected to 
God of Israel to the real and only true God. And who, through his reign, all he did was to connect the people that he was leading to their God. And so, after the prophet had spoken, he then stands up as the king. You see in this chapter, the connection between king and prophet. After the prophet has spoken the word from the Lord, for it is the duty, responsibility of the prophet, not the king, to hear from God and to release the word of God for the people. Unless the king is king and prophet like David, hallelujah, we are coming to that. But as he knew his God, after the prophet spoke the word, the word was like manna in the heart of the king. And so the next morning, he stood up and said one of his most popular statements ever. And he rose, and they rose, and in the wilderness of the poor, they went for the king, Jehoshaphat, stood and said, Hear me, O Judah. And I said to you, Hear me, house of Judah. If you inhabitants of Jerusalem, why inhabitants of Jerusalem? Because there were other people who were also staying in Jerusalem. You see, whenever the Bible talks about Judah and Jerusalem, Jerusalem was the capital city of Judah. But Jerusalem has its own special importance. And so there were other people there in, in Jerusalem who were not necessarily of Judah. So they had to be to receive the message so that if they wanted to be in Judah, they are supposed to be adapted. So he had to address Judah who knew who they were and anyone else who had to be in was staying in. In, in Jerusalem, whether they are working as a, as a housemaid or whatever, with whatever role they were working, he had to address them as well and say to them, This message is for you as long as you are in Judah. Hallelujah. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Number one, believe in the prophet. I keep sitting the church. I've heard some of them respond this verse saying, Believe in his prophet. And I've continued to correct that. And I continue to do that in case people forget. The Bible does not ever say believe in the prophet. You must believe in the prophet, but believe in God. If you hear any prophet saying to you, believe in me, they are not a prophet of God. Okay. But when you believe the prophet, then you shall prosper. That is the greatest, one of the greatest messages that came from King Jehoshaphat to the nation of Judah. Hallelujah. And it remains the greatest nation, the greatest message of God to the tribe of Judah even to this day. Hallelujah. You see, Jehoshaphat was king, but he was not a prophet. He knew that for God's people to be led well, you need both king and prophet. And in this chapter, we see them working well together. You see, ladies and gentlemen, Judah is to be led by a king and a prophet. Anyone who is none of the above does not and cannot qualify to lead Judah. Hear me out of Judah. Are you hearing me out of Judah? Anyone who is not king or prophet or the above two will not qualify, and they cannot qualify, and they will never be qualified to lead the tribe of Judah, to lead Agape, 
here in Houston, that's a very big number. It is only the other party great predecessor and answers that they have who I take after for your own information according to according to calling. It is only him who was both king and prophet. He satisfies the requirement for Judah. Anyone who is Judah for you to for Judah to be less successful, it must be led by a king and a prophet. And that was throughout the ages. There was a king and there was a prophet. But only in David was there one person for king and prophet. And God said, I take after him. And God said, He put the spirit of David within me. I fear God for that. So it's not what people say about me that counts to me. It's what God said to me about me. Hallelujah. So it's only the people who have the calling of both king and prophet who are qualified to lead the vision and the tribe of Judah. It has been throughout the ages and it will remain the same until he comes. Are you hearing me out of Judah? You need to understand this very important message of to the church of God at such a critical time in this. The vision of Agape I will receive for the tribe of Judah can only be led properly by someone with both kingly and prophetic anointing and folly. And again I say, hear me out of me. Hear me now. One part of mine was led to lead to, to, to have this vision song. And as you know, as long as you was in the vision, and God gave him one a time to have this song. And after that anointing left, that anointing left, because God was done with him in terms of releasing those, those vision songs. He tried to then release another DVD or video of his own. It was now his own doing. He didn't work. My God is the God who says, I put a song in your heart. And that song is among the children. That's why you see over the years, God will pick this one to come up with a song, another one to come up with a song, another one to come up with a song. And by now we've got so many songs, but what puts it within my belly to have children who produce vision songs. And at the moment you left the vision, as I said before, you carry the anointing with you to another case. It's a unique vision. Hallelujah. So according to scripture, even according to the chapters you are reading right now, it is God's plan, purpose, and order for Judah that Judah can only be led by king and prophet. If the one who is leading is not a king, then God will bring a prophet to work with him. If the one who is leading is a prophet and not a king, then God will bring a king to be. Because according to his design, hear me out of Judah. Judah can only be led by both people. There must be a king and there must be a prophet. Are you hearing me out of Judah? Judah, the word Jew comes from Judah. Hallelujah. <laughs> and I've prophesied before and I'll say to you once again. Until the nation of Israel was just being run as a kingdom. There's a kingdom because that's what God has always wanted it to be. It will continue to help the many, many prophets. But when that happens, watch my words. When Israel becomes a kingdom again, the time for our Lord will be nice. I don't know the day, I don't know the hour. Scripture says, No one knows the day nor the hour. 
But I'm giving you a warning and a hint. Because even Yeshua, I'm asking himself, gave a hint and a warning in the scripture that when you see nations, they do the thing that they do that. You know that it is the coming of the Lord is at hand. And I'm giving you as a prophet to the nation that they, they, the time will not be at the end until the day you are still alive. That we shall hear that the nation of Israel is now again, like its neighbor Jordan, being run as a kingdom. Because that is God's desire for that nation's prosperity. Hear me, out of Judah. Hear me, out of now, through the realm of the prophet, the Almighty God of Agape has spoken and given word to me as the sole and only visionary prophet and king. That once again, this church, the church of God Agape, the church of God Asanum, is at the cross God. Let me say that again. Now, through the realm of the prophetic, the Almighty God of Agape has spoken and given word to me as the sole and the only witness, prophet and king, that once again is the church of God Agape, the church of God Asani, is at the crossroads. As a church and as a leader, we are entering another crossroads moment. This time we are stationed in the valley of Jehoshaphat. This time, ladies and gentlemen, we are stationed in the valley of the sea. Let's go back to the book of Joel, chapter 3, and have a closer look at our anchor, which is our main passage of scripture for this day. We have already read verse 1 and 2. It gives you the understanding. It says, In those days and in that time, when I shall bring again the captivity of Judah and Jerusalem. When it says bring again, that's why I ask you to read in the NIV. So I can understand what that says when I shall bring again the captivity. It does not say God is going to make a Judah a captive again. It is it and saying that when God NIV makes clear, it says in those days at the time when I saw the fortunes of Judah and Jerusalem. So when God takes the captivity away, in other words. Hallelujah. That's what it means. He will gather all nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. And as you see in verse 9 to 13, that valley of Jehoshaphat is also referred to now as the valley of Jesus. Hallelujah. And at that, that time, I'll put everyone, it says all the nations, everyone. When it says all the nations, it refers to everyone who is in Agape, everyone who ever walked through the doors of Agape, everyone who ever heard the voice of their father. Even though we are fighting against the leaders, because they are included in here. That is, they are at the time, right now, whether they believe it or not, whether they are accepting or not. The God of Agabus is telling me that everyone is now situated and taken at the valley of the Ottoman, the valley of the sea. He says, I'll gather all the nations and bring them down to the valley of the Ottoman. There I'll put them on trial. Why? 
for what they did to my inheritance, my people Israel, because they scattered my people among the nations and divided up my land. That's according to the NIV. And according to King James Version, he says, I'll also gather all nations and I'll bring them down into the valley of Jehoshaphat and I'll plead with them there for my people and for my inheritance Israel, whom they scattered among the nations and parted my land. You know that there are people who have given divided among themselves the world and the finances and the property of the vision of Adapt. I fear God for such people. I fear God for them. That they still sleep in peace today, having gone and shared among themselves the finances of the people, having looted the finances of the people, having looted the property of the people, and they claim themselves to be the only ones, the righteous ones. According to the word, they they scattered among the nations and they parted in my land. He has been house of people. Now, verse 9 to 19, which has been read already, it tells us, saying, Proclaim ye this among the Gentiles. Prepare all, wake up the mighty men, all of the men of and, and, and draw all near, let them come out. Beat your plowshares in the flesh and your Says, and I was saying, he says, beat your clouds in clouds in this world, that's in verse 10, and your funny hooks in the stairs. Let the witch say, I am strong. Mm-hmm. And I was saying, the time is now come in the next six months. The next six months of the vision are critical. So if you are if the enemy was trying to breathe the witness in fear, it's not the time to be weak. And I decree and I'm saying to you, I want to scripture. Let anyone who is in Agape say, I am strong. You will need the strength to stand in the next month. Assemble yourselves and come all, you heathen, and gather yourself together around about the feet that called thy mighty ones to come down, O oh Lord, which means the Almighty God is coming down, you bring the mighty ones to come down. Then he says, Let them be weakened, let them be the heathen. Now, they will be weakened and they come up to the body of those. Even those who are fighting against you, even those who are against the vision, they don't know that the God of Agape has blessed them in this season, also in the valley of the other part. For there, God says, I will seek to judge all the vision around about. Because God is about to deliver the judgment. The hand of God, the finger of God, Radebo Ona, will be reflected and demonstrated from June the 1st to the 31st of December. Then you go on to verse 14. It now says, multitude, multitude in the valley of the season. When you read chapter 20, you heard that the Bible says there were multitudes in the valley. Multitude, multitude in the valley of the season. The same word was used in chapter 20. For the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. Hallelujah. Multitude in the valley of the season. The God of Agape has said to me, this is the time. For the people of God to make a decision. You are in the valley of decision, from the 1st of June to the 31st of December. Everyone who is Nagape, and everyone who is anti Agape, and everyone who is fighting the vision, and everyone who is even in the social media, even those who are saying things that they are saying, I'm telling you now as a prophet of God that the God of Israel has blessed them in the valley of Jehoshaphat. 
value of decision. And so this value is crowded at the moment. Multitudes in the value of decision. People, the children of God all over the world, they miss Agape, I'm telling you. They long for their father, I'm telling you. They miss the real vision, I'm telling you. They miss the real visionary, I'm telling you. They miss and need the hashtag, the real Agape. Multitude, ladies and gentlemen, multitude is the body of the people. Multitude, multitude is this body. Multitude in the United Kingdom. Multitude in Zimbabwe. Multitude in South Africa. Multitude in Malawi. Multitude in Kenya. Multitude in Zambia. Multitude in the USA. Multitude in Uganda. Multitude in Botswana. In short, I could go on and on and on. In short, multitude in every city and in every country where God sent me to set foot. For you said, wherever my foot said, I have given you. Amen. There are multitudes there who are in the valley of decision. Because God has given to me that place, that land. Even Israel, God has been there twice. I'm saying to you, hear me, house of Judah, from the June number one, the first of June, to 31st December, the Church of God Agape for All Nations Ministry International, the Church of God Agape will be in this valley of Jehoshaphat, in the valley of decision for six months. People will make the decision either or. And the either or is definite. It's like the same decision as whether you go to heaven or to hell. There are no in between. You make the wrong decision between now and this time, you are in your, on your own. But if they make their decision, the wise ones will take heed of the advice and the counsel that came from the very Jehoshaphat himself. In Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 20, which you all know is in two parts. He said, Believe in the Lord your God. And I'm saying to you as the prophet of God, believe in the God of Agape. He is real. He is the one who introduced himself to me as the God of Israel, the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. Ever since I have known him, I have not worshipped any other God except him. Number one, number two. I've never introduced any human being, anyone, to the worship of any other God except him. And everything that I've said and spoken and taught and written was directly from him. And he is in trouble. Curses and trouble upon the person who plays around with the word. Because the Lord God was telling me that it is an affront to the Holy Spirit. When people play around with the books and the teachings that I have shared in the vision this June 2007. Because every word that I've spoken, every word that I've written came directly from him. I am his messenger. So he says, believe in the Lord your God, second question. The God of Agape, I'm saying, he says you believe in him. You shall be established. When you believe in God, be rooted in the vision. Number two, he then says, believe the prophets and you shall prosper. Breakthroughs, testimonies, and victories are coming your way only to those who choose wisely. 
in the valley of decision. Multitude, multitude, multitude in the valley of decision. As the church sits in this valley of the other party, the multitudes are going to make decisions either way. Those who have got the book of Peter, you also find the chapter there where I talk of the time to make a decision to either go left or right. And that's the time you need to protect the indictment. More than that, in trouble are those who will make a decision without protect the indictment. Because it's only the prophet who knows the future. It's only the prophet who can predict the future. Therefore, it's only through the prophet that you can have the right guidance and leadership and direction. Otherwise, with your own decision, you make a loss. You will recall some of the teachings and the messages that are connected with this one. I shared with you about Abraham and Lot, and I said to you, there came a time when there were people who were decided to follow Lot and others who decided to follow Abraham. Yes, the calling of God was not upon Lot, it was upon Abraham. And I shared with you at that time that if you are not careful, you will end up following Lot when Abraham is there. And you know what happened to those who read the scripture, what happened to, to those who followed Lot. Just because when Lot was following Abraham, because of his connection to Abraham, Lot was blessed with many, many things. And those blessings began to confuse him to the extent that he began to quarrel with the servant of God. And the servant of God in his agape is no quarrel. He says, I don't want to quarrel with you. Take your way. Choose which way you want to go. And he chose with his one eye. And so I taught from you, I taught you from that scripture, the scripture. Let Lord go. That was decision time number one for the church. When I shared that message. I shared with you about Naomi, Ruth, and Opa. Again, and I shared with you in the faith, let Opa go. I will try and remind you of some of those teachings for those who were here may remember. But for the benefit of those who were not here, I realize and I remember, hallelujah, Agape Word, that I shared with you while you are now sitting in the valley of Jehoshaphat. He says, believe in the Lord your God. Verse 20 of Second Chronicles and be established, be rooted, believe the prophet and prosper. In other words, as I said before, in reference to this very temple, the prophet you believe in, the prophet you believe that, believe in, the prophet you believe is the one who should lead you to God. He helps you to be established in God. You don't know about him. You know him by revelation. Your prophet is the star that leads you to the Lord. Everyone has their own prophet who they believe. You know that. I shared with you before. You can know, you know this. Stand by your prophet. Everyone, whether you like it or not, everyone has got their own prophet who they believe. Stand by your prophet, ladies and gentlemen. And someone standing and saying, stand by your man. You know, for those who come from Zimbabwe, some believe in Makandiwa, that's their prophet. If anyone says anything against Makandiwa, you fight, they'll fight you. Because that's their prophet. Some believe in Magaya as their prophet. If you hear anyone saying, anyone who says anything about him, no matter what the matter is, what the matter is, 
The people will fight you because they will tell you that is my man of God, that is my prophet. There are others who believe in P.P. Joshua. No matter what he says or does, they will, the word that comes from him is the word that they believe. And if you say anything against him, you are fighting them. Because P.P. Joshua is their man of God. And rightly so. That's what they show. Everyone has got their own prophet. If you don't have your own prophet, choose one and stand with him or with him. Others in Zimbabwe believe in prophet Ezekiel. So, no matter what you can say about him, where they believe that his word is what is the word, the word of God is. Anything you say against him, you are fighting them. There are some people who believe that his prophet Bushim is their prophet. Whatever he says is what they go by. People believe in their prophet, believe their prophet, and they stand by their prophet. Some people take Pastor Chris as their prophet. Those who believe their prophets cannot be moved by anything and by anyone else. Are you hearing me out of this? No matter what the newspapers can say, no matter what the social media can say, they, they do things for their servants of God. They do things for people who believe their prophets. They do things for their men of God. They buy cars for them. They buy gifts for them. They buy houses for them. It doesn't matter whether they criticize them or not. You criticize them or not. They invest in their prophets. They know that their prosperity is linked to their men of God. Amen. Amen. Their Amen. prophets, the one they believe. So they will stand by him or by her, no matter what he thinks, no matter what he says, no matter what the social media says about that person. What about you? I shared with you another message. You are know who we have got. And I even shared with you before that the Shunammite woman knew Prophet Elijah, Elisha by revelation. So she encouraged her husband to build a unique apartment for the men of God and ensued one. Maybe it was possibly even better than the one they were using themselves. If people are attacking you because of what you do for the men of God in your life, the prophets of God in your life, tell them that in fact what you are doing is very little. You wish you, you could do even better. Tell them that you would like even to, to do even better. You would wish to even buy him a jet. Like I told you that Sinat did that. He bought many gifts now for Pastor Chris because that's her prophet, and she's receiving the, the blessings through the prophet who is in her life. That's Galatians 6 verse 9, which says, Do not say, do not say, do not let people cause you to say in doing good. Do not be discouraged by doing in doing good. In due season, the Bible says in verse 9 of Galatians chapter, in due season, you shall read because you know what? Your father taught you that God is no man's better. Believe the prophet, and you shall prosper, says Jehoshaphat. As you sit in the valley of Jehoshaphat, you are blessed if you listen to the advice of this great man of God. I told you before, in part of my message to you, that I met God before I met a preacher. God appeared to me before any preacher did. He spoke to me before a preacher did. Many of my stories from when I was in grade one, I didn't share with him. Even as a shepherd boy, I used to preach to trees and to some, and some used to laugh at me during those days, including my own brothers and family. They would tell you and they shared their testimony. Remember my very own late brother, Andrew John, when he came to, 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 to the UK for the first time. He was sharing with you, the church, his own stories about me. That is how they used to laugh at me when I was playing in the water, 
I was baptized. People would say, what are you doing? Kind of was the We were going there together as boys. And I was a smaller boy than them. And I was going in my own corner. In fact, I would see myself baptizing people. What What is actually happening in uh, in the sea in Scotland? I saw it when I was a boy. The prophetic was in me from the day I was called. According to Jeremiah chapter 1. Before you were born, I knew you. It's the matter of my calling. Even my very own mother witnessed many things that she shared. She shared in the church before she died. She saw many things on me in the me from the day I was born. And even her friends, her sisters, and whenever I was with them, I didn't know the prophetic in me because I would just end up saying things. But God showed me things that they did like yesterday, the day before. And at that time, I was too young to know the wisdom of what she said was not saying. I woke up at that hour, I was minding my laughter, and I used to go. <laughs> I would just end up saying things in front of people. And the people, they would tell you this themselves. They used to say, ah, what's that? They used to say, ah, what's that? That was the way they described me under and what. I can't worry about you. I know who does all right on the Zulu. And the Scottish people, when I came to Scotland, you all find this in the book. They say to me, he is this people of mine. They gave me a nickname. And so I say to you before, even if the whole world says God does not exist, I cannot agree because I have met with him. He has appeared to me many, many times. And he continues to do so even to this day. He has spoken directly to me so many times. And he continues to do so to this day. That's why my prayer was and remains that, oh God, be as real to them as you are to me. I told you that when he appeared to me, I did a summary of the things I told you before. Peter told me that he was Jesus. That's what I was told. I told you that he appeared to me before any Peter did. He spoke to me before Peter did. Even to this day, I'm the only prophet who is preaching without reference to Bible school material. He did not allow me to go to the Bible school for that reason, that I could share his word, Rema. That saith the Lord. Peter told me he was Jesus. He told me he was not Jesus. Peter told me he was Jesus of Nazareth. He said to me, Do not localize me. I am not Jesus of Nazareth. I am not a Nazarene. I am the Savior of the world, according to John 3, verse 16. Why did you just say, just to go some demons to describe you as Jesus of Nazareth? He is not local. He is not localized in Nazareth. He is of the whole world. John 3, 16 says, for God so loved Nazareth. Eh? No, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And you want to call him Jesus of Nazareth? I was praying like that because that's what Peter told me. And they slapped my mouth three times. Shut up. I'm not local. I'm not a Nazarene. I'm not of Nazareth. I am of the whole world, I am the savior of the world. You see, Peter told me things that were different from what he specifically told me. When Peter told me he was Jesus, he told me to, to address him as Jesus Christ. For many years, the church was just talking about Jesus. So in the name of Jesus. Even to this day, they are still praying in the name of Jesus. But he has gone beyond that. He said, no. Those who are still praying in the name of Jesus, their prayers are not going through. Because in the Arab world and in the Greek world, there are so many people who have got the same name Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so if you pray in the name of Jesus, the, the demons, the Bible says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, and spiritual wickedness in the high places. 
That's proof of wickedness. Those little Jesus are all over the place. When you pray in the name of Jesus, they are called, the, the, the real Jesus Christ is called, there is confusion in the spiritual realm. So they are busy spending your prayer because they are also legal Jesus. But if anyone don't pray, then say to me, don't pray like that. I don't pray in the name of Jesus anymore. I pray in the name of Jesus the Christ. That was a development. Because although these Jesus are all over the world, they can never be the Christ. Hallelujah, somebody. He then went on and said that. He was introducing himself to me and said, and no preacher taught me this. He introduced himself and said, he went on now after saying, I'm the Christ. Jesus the Christ, if one uses the word Jesus, fine, but you cannot stop there, because if you just talk of Jesus, you are just think, you are putting me at the same level as the other Jesus in Pakistan. It is Jesus the Christ, if you want to use that word. Then he went on to say, I'm the one, he didn't want us to support me, and uh, to tell the world that is Jesus the Christ, and I began to teach you for many, many years, the vision. you know that you are following me. And then he progressed with me from there. He began to teach me that Namakateha is the real name of Makadida Kataha. He began to introduce me two years ago. He began to introduce me real name, which I didn't know. No preacher told me this again. He himself he began to introduce me with his real name as Yeshua Amashiach. Now it's my duty to introduce his real name to the world. That's why the enemy tries to silence me. The enemy does not want to. That don't want the world to hear the message that I carry, that I'm going to carry it anyway, whether he likes it or not. Because he's not the one who sent me. Amen. Who he says I am in Isaiah chapter 41, verse 8 to 14. I am who he says I am in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 1 to 3, and so on. I am who he says I am. Read Akashibogokotoba now. If he calls me to be both a prophet and a king to the church of God, and the people of God, agape. As we sit in the valley of decision, even the Lord I shared with you, that He said to me, the Lord said to me, the Lord did not make it me, He, he loved me, made And I want you to say, I say the same thing to the people of agape, that you need to say the same thing when the enemy is trying to make you believe otherwise. I want you to say to yourself that the Lord is not, is not made at you, He loves you, madly. Hallelujah. So when we are in the vision, we run with the vision according to the way he directs us in the vision, leading through prophetic anointing and kingly anointing. So I've said to you before, the enemy will fight and fight at you. But I've said to you this, you see sometimes they are fighting around themselves there, fighting for this and fighting for that. And I've told you before that when your enemy is shooting himself in the foot, don't take away his gun. Hallelujah, as the church is right now in the valley of decision, I will remind you of the message I shared with you before. Some of you are not there. That's this year, or sorry, last year, when I shared with you, uh, I think it's September, something like that, of 2020, about decision making at the crossroads. This time, reference to Ruth, chapter 1, verses 1 to 25. We talked about the state of Naomi, of the vision. Being the father, the big mama, as you know, God raised me to be one, the big mama of the vision. You saw that in that chapter, you found Naomi's decision. Her first decision was to learn to let go. And it's biblical. Not everyone who follows you is destined to be with you forever. 
hear me out of Judah. You saw in that chapter, you know, that they even sometimes they make it here together, but offer and, and, and root made a chorus decision in verse 14. But the decision was whether to go to left or right. That's an exclusive, because that's what is called mutually exclusive decision. When we are sitting now in the valley of decision, there are multitudes in this valley according to the scripture. Multitudes, multitudes in this world of advice. But there is only two decisions. Either go left or right. Either be a gospel or don't be a gospel. There is no in between. Mm, you right. find in verse 14 of the chapter, of the book of chapter, of Ruth chapter 1, it was very critical because the, the Bible says both, both Ruth and the author lifted their voice and they both were. They did similar things like I told you before, but they had very different agendas. Oprah kissed their mother-in-law goodbye, but Ruth did not kiss Naomi goodbye. In fact, the Bible says, instead of kissing her goodbye, he claimed to her, hallelujah, something. So that was another moment that I was sharing with you. That was another, another crossroads moment. And God of Agape has given us a third crossroads moment since 2018. It's those who can hear me, hear the word of God. Hear me, out of Judah. This is the third crossroads moment for the people and for the people. Some kiss the mother of the Jesus goodbye. In the same way, Opa kissed goodbye to the Naomi. Others kiss the mother. People like me, those who are hearing me today, those who are sitting right now hearing their father's voice, hearing the voice of their Naomi. But Naomi continues to make sure that Ruth's decision was solid. And she was quick to learn to let go. I told you before because of that. Learn from Naomi. Don't hold on to people who want to meet you. That's not agape now. People say, I heard agape. That's going to love me and be the leader I want to take. No. Don't try to persuade people to stand by you. Real servants of God do not use persuasion, persuasion, persuasion tactics to bring people into the Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, people who speak real servants of God do not say, Come, if you come in agape, I'll buy you a car and then I'll buy you a house. I mean, that, 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 that is very carnal. Real servants of God don't use carnal tactics like that. That is a very clear indication of someone who is not led by God, who is not living the vision of a God by God's spirit. If you use persuasion like that, I've told you before, that persuaded people, persuaded people are very difficult people. Don't try to persuade people to continue to be with you. I taught you that. Generally, those who don't like you will not be persuaded by you anyway. The more you try to persuade them, the more they become a stone in your flesh. This is a meeting at the crossroads and I say, let Opa go. I taught you before. Let Opa go. Even you now, you Ruth, you have been with Opa for 10 years. They were together as a sister in law. They were together. But the same thing, for 10 years or so, you were with some people in the village. But they know me goodbye. Learn to let them go. Hallelujah, somebody. And I told you before when I shared this, that Papa represents people you have been with, or even very close friends with, for the 13 years of the village today. But they kissed on Naomi goodbye. 
And the all crowd never came back. Some will come back, but let them come back of their own thing. This time, as I'm saying, they go to Pagasa, they put those very same people now in the valley of Jehoshaphat, the valley of decision. And the trusting by the grace of God, that we didn't name a Katalahari Anahana from the 1st of June, between the 1st of June and the 31st of December, everyone who has made a decision either way. Don't be pulled by their teachings. Hallelujah. Glory be to your Mashiach. By letting them go, you are not being an agape. That was charity, actually. Glory be to your So, decision making at the crossroads, even in the valley of decision, it will teach you to cling to those who believe you have your destiny in their hands. Ruth did not just decide to follow Naomi. This time, the result was given by the Bible saying he decided to cling to read the script. He clung, he started to cling to Ruth like a marriage. The same word which is used in a marriage on. In other words, I told you before that Ruth's decision, at that time of decision, was both covenant, was covenantal in nature. It was covenantal in character. She knew by revelation that Naomi was not just a mother in law. She was the embodiment of her heritage and her destiny, my God. Hallelujah. Now, those who let decision in this value of decision, you are blessed if you know just like Ruth did. Ruth could not be persuaded or influenced by offered decision when she left. So, if you have decided to cleave to your Naomi, don't waste time continuing to call or text or try to be persuaded or to be influenced by offer because offer never came back. I've told you this before. Hallelujah. Glory be to Yeshua Hamashiach. As you make your decision in this time while you sit in the valley, mount you, mount you in the valley of decision. Verse 14 of Joel, chapter 3, verse you recall the message I shared with you before when Christ even said to the disciples in John chapter 6, you also want to go. It was the time, even for those to make a decision. Because the Bible tells you, if you read John, John chapter 6, for those who read it, we had the message before, from 61, from verse 61 to 69, I shared at some point last year in 2020. But even his disciples, the Bible says many of his disciples left to him, not a man of God. But they left the son of God, Yeshua Hamashiach. They stopped following him because of what they were hearing about him. They stopped following him because they disagreed with some of his teachings. And the Bible says many of his disciples left him. Only the twelve remained, very much. And then he said to them, Do you also want to go? Where did he chapter 6 go? John chapter 6, verse 6 1. In other words, going yonder with your father needs a person with decisive decision making. Going yonder with a vision base. Ruth left Naomi, the one she knew held her destiny in her hands. And you find that at the end of it all, not only was there bread in Judea, was there bread in Judea because of the season, the season has changed the two. And she cleft Naomi, she soon found herself in the harvest season. And guess what? She also had a very husband. Hallelujah. Glory be to you, Allah. So choose wise, ladies and gentlemen. While you are at the crossroads, 
choose wise, ladies and gentlemen, I can't say you are wise, to choose wisely when you are in this valley of decision. God is putting everything together now. I shared with you, reminding me of what I did and when I shared with you from the book of Second Kings, chapter 7, verses 3 to 20, about the story of the, the leopard. They said, why should we hear till we die? Why you sit in this valley? We collect to remember all those people. There are some people who are just sitting, they are dying on the other side. Yet they know that their father is real. Yet they know that their father is alive. They are one, they are missing the teachings of their father. They are missing the teachings of the real teachings of God. But they know that their father is not dead today. But they are just crying there like themselves, like these lepers. Why? But I pray that in this feast, the valley, while they sit in the valley of Jesus, while they sit in the valley of the Ottawa, they will be able to be guided by the, even by the leopard, who eventually came to a conclusion, and they say to themselves, why sit we here till we die? So, here, 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 so, just like the leopard, the Bible says, they made a decision in chapter, in chapter 7, verse 3 to 4, and in verse 5, the Bible says, they arose, so make a decision and then stand up and arrive. Don't just decide and think about it in your house. Make a decision and make a move to your father. That's why the project has done The Bible says he didn't just think about it when he was out there. He came to his senses and he said, the time has now come for me to go back to my father. Hear me, house of Judah. Hear me, ah, Gabriel. The God of Israel is saying the time has now come for you to choose wisely. It's not being an agape when you let go. It's not being an agape when you choose to stand with your father and choose to move on. Because people, I told you before, you will not persuade anyone. Don't try to persuade anyone. Just make your own decision and move on. You don't want to hang around people who constantly and always give you grief. That's why in Genesis chapter 18, verse 1 to 18, I told you before already, even Abraham had to learn to let Lord go. He did not want to continue to hang around with him because you are giving him grief. He said you are free to go. It doesn't mean that Abraham was an agape for taking that decision. Hear me, house of Judah. Hear me, agape. If you go back to the Joel chapter 3, Makalia, are you with me? Going back to Joel chapter 3, the Lord uh, has just brought this, this message in remembrance. These are just summary points. But these are, these were messages on their own, which I've shared with you in the year 2020, for those who are here. And I'm saying to you, as you go over this message, as you share with others in a reflective manner, more day faster, until we meet again at the prayer convention, so that's when I'll be with you again. Share with them all the other reflections which connect with this message where God is now saying, I have put the whole thing, the whole church, everyone who is for the vision and everyone who is against the vision. Hear me out of Judah. Everyone who is for the vision and everyone who is against the vision. Everyone who is speaking against the past. Everyone who loves the past. Everyone is now speaking in the valley of the water, but the valley of Judah. And at the end of the day, everyone. We have made a decision one way or another. For the church 
and the vision of God to move forward. It is important that we move forward with people who have made their decisions either way. No one shall be supported. Let go make their own decision. And let those who choose wisely choose wisely. But I can assure you, after a few years, after as we begin to enter the year 2022, you will see the results for those who make the decision to go left or for those who make the decision to go right. You will see the difference. Let's go back as we conclude the message today. Marikala Karahana, chapter 3 of John. If you can read, please, you see the results of choosing rightly. When you are sitting in the valley, in this valley of Jehoshaphat, the valley of decision, ladies and gentlemen, you will see the benefits of choosing wisely. You will see the benefits of making the right choice, making the right decision, which is according to scripture, with the understanding that you now have. That if you are going to let anyone live within that darkness, do that. Unless you do move to another place, then what I'm saying to you is different. Because I don't know what God has got for that particular reason in that particular case. I'm talking about Agape, the tribe of Judah. And I've said to you, and I'll repeat the Spirit of God, let me repeat this and say this again to you. That you need to have the understanding that if you are going to be in the vision called Agape, you need to make sure that the person who is leading you has got the calling of an anointing and king. Full stop. If that does not happen, it's either you. Don't let, it's either you let that person leave you, or if you don't want to be led by that person, leave the Agatha community and go somewhere else. They are not in between. It's a very critical message. And I'm releasing the message as tough, as hard, as truthful as it is, as raw as it is. Even right now, as I'm sharing with you, I feel I could share with you, it's, it's funny. Uh, or on Saturday, the 22nd of May, the Lord appeared to me in a dream. In that individual, it was a dream that he did. In the dream, there were some people who were all happy. They were pointing and shouting at me. They wanted everyone to hear what they were saying about me. The one clear thing they kept saying was, some of them were speaking in China, so I could hear what they said. Some of them were speaking in English. But the thing that made that today was really gone after them. It touches you every day in your own language. I just heard they were shouting, crazy, and they were saying, Shock up, shock up, shock up, shock up, shock up, They were saying, shock up. They were saying, that is, this is the second of the first iPhone. God put his pure and diluted word in him. And some of them would come and say, I'm a shock up, I'm a shock up, shock up, this is the apostle, shock up, he shall preach the undiluted original word of God to God's people. He delivers them and they make it on it as they show the card. They other they, they will call it after it has been presented to them raw. Shock of this as they see He delivers it raw. Shock of this. Apostle Shock of this. That the word will come raw as it is. And it is up to you to then take it. Some people go and cook it and cook it and cook it and put some, some, some things, some little things, some, some, to, to not marinate it and to make it change. And they, 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 by the time they receive it, they give it to you. It is, they cook it the way they want to cook it. But the apostle shall commit you, give you the way as it is, the right of it from God. You are the one who will chew the cut. You are the one who will cook it your own way. That is the message. 
I receive and I release it the way it is. Glory be to Yeshua Hamashiach. Some of you remember the words that I shared, God gave me the leadership seminar last night. Last night, everyone was dead quiet. Even me, I was, I was surprised by what was coming out of my mouth. In fact, every time I came to the book and shared the way, I, Karina Makar, I get surprised but why, by what is coming even out of my mouth, my God. Because it is so wrong. And it's just you to speak and you choose the card. That's why the God of Agape now then directed and saying, from now on, don't you preach every Sunday. After you have taught, let them be on their own. Let them choose the card. Let them choose. Let them chew it in their own mouth now and cook it and marinate it the way they want. But me, I release it in its original form. Hear me, house of Judah. Hear me, Agape. Now, as you sit in this valley of the city, as everyone sits in the valley of Jehoshaphat, ladies and gentlemen, from the 1st of June to the 31st of December, and the will make will be quicker to make the decision by, by, the, by, the, by, 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 by the time we get to, to prayer convention. That's all they've already decided which way they are going. And we'll wait until, until August. Some people hear me, I'm prophesying. Some people will wait until August. I'm not talking about you. Because you are already, you have already made your mind. You know where you belong. You know where you are. You already know and understand this, that the vision of Agape can only be led by a prophet and king. And you have one in your life who is speaking to you right now. As I share this word from the realm of the prophecy, according to the anointing of kingly, the kingly anointing upon my life, I'm speaking both as the author and the prophet. I'm speaking as, as, as Judah. I'm speaking, I'm speaking by the grace of God as King David, who was both king and the prophet, releasing the word of God to the people of God called Judah. And the Lord is saying to me, as exactly what happened, the promises that he released to the people of Judah who make the right decision, God who will come out of the valley of Jehoshaphat, having decided to follow the God of Israel, having decided to follow the God of Abraham and Isaac, who has guided by Jehoshaphat in 2 Chronicles 20, verse 20, who says, Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe the prophet, and you shall prosper. Those who make that decision according to that guidance, watch the results of their choosing in verse 8, verse 16 to 18. If you can read. Joel chapter 3, verses 16 to 18, please. The Lord also shall roar out of Zion and utter his voice from Jerusalem and the heavens and the earth shall shake. But the Lord will be the hope of his people and the strength of the children of Israel. So shall you know that I am the Lord your God dwelling in Zion, my holy mountain. Then shall Jerusalem be holy and there shall no strangers pass through her anymore. And it shall come to pass in that day that the mountains shall drop down new wine, and the hills shall flow with milk, and all the ri rivers of Judah shall flow with waters, and a fountain shall come forth of the house of the Lord, and shall water the valley of Shittim. Hallelujah. Now see the benefits of this woman. 
The Bible says very clear that the Lord shall roll out of Zion. And according to the description of Israel and Jerusalem that are given to you, the Kidron Valley, which is now called the Kidron Valley, which is actually the valley of, of, of the Rothschild or the valley of decision. Since between these two deciding factors, on the one on the on the right hand you have the Mount of Olives, where you know what happened. Makarida Bakashahan. And on the left hand you have Mount Zion. Ha ha ha. Where you have the wall of Jerusalem. And the Bible says, The Lord shall roll out of Zion, which is on the left. While he sits there, while he sits, his foot is seat of government, and his feet and majesty, and seat of judgment, his best in the valley. He shall roll the lion of the tribe of Judah. When we hear the word roar, that's a reference to the lion of the tribe of Judah. What can I do with this word? He shall roar from the river out of Zion and utter his voice from the city of Jerusalem. And the heavens and the earth shall shake But the Lord will be the hope of his people and the strength of his children. That's a definite blessing and promise that's coming your way as I prophesy you, as I share with you the word of God, speaking from the prophetic, from the office of the realm and the, the realm of the prophetic. The Bible says in this case, so shall you know that I am the Lord your God, dwelling in Zion, Zion which is on the left of the Kippon Valley, Zion which is on the left of the Valley of the Sea. So the blessings are going to come from both ways. You have the blessings from the Mount of Olives, where he shed his blood, Murkariyamaha, and the blessings from Mount Zion, which is on the left. The blessings are going to come to you in duality form. And I decree to you that the, we are in the season and the decade of duality. You have a double blessing coming either way, and you will roll from Zion. And it says, you will roll from Zion, his dwelling place, and his holding mountain. Then shall Jerusalem be holy, and there shall be no strangers pass through there anymore. This is the promise God has told us. For many years, ever since 2007, there were too many strangers who passed by Adam. There were many, many strangers who caused chaos in the beach. And I've shared with you before, according to the book. But the Bible says, as God is going to shift now, during this season, from the time when people sit in the valley, he will make sure that there are no more strangers who pass through us anymore. The God of Agape wants to speak with the right material for people who are not that agape but by mouth, but people who shall put the agape in practice in a practical way that even other people think that we are stupid. But as Christopher says, it is stupid to the world and it is the wisdom of God. They shall come to pass in that day during this six months that the mountains shall drop down in new wine. Those who are hearing me are receiving the blessing. I'm releasing, I'm concluding now. Releasing the blessing. You are already in the house. You are already in the region. The God of Agape has already directed you that you know that you are led by both prophets and sinners. Hallelujah, somebody. And I was so amazed that I, I said, I prefer this. That just the people in the video who are right now send me a message to say, Good morning, my king. I was like, What a confirmation. Someone who understands that my pastor. And he said to me, I'm not just a pastor, I'm a, I'm a father, a father, a prophet, and king. Don't call me pastor. Hallelujah. That's what God said to me. He said, God, people should not call you pastor. You are a prophet, a father, and a king. 
It shall come to pass, verse 18. The mountains now shall drop down new ways. And I'm saying to you, as you make the decision, as you sit in the valley of decision, as you sit in the valley of the other part, watch me, hear me, house of Judah, Kuleba Karinahana, from the 1st of June, Mukudele Kata, all the way to the 31st of December, if you are following your pastor, Mudele Kata, watch me, hear me, Barina Matahana, the God of Agatha is bringing Mudele Kata, no wine, dropping no wine into your life, Kudele Kata, and the hills shall flow with the meal. That's why he sent his children from from Egypt. And sent them to he said you men with God with milk and honey. That's a prophetic declaration of progress and breakthrough and prosperity. And he then continues to say, and all the rivers of Judah shall flow with water. Watch what's gonna happen. That these rivers will come from north, south, east, and west. All corners you like you shall be so watered. As you make the right decision while you sit in the valley of your all the rivers of Judah shall flow with water, and the fountain shall come forth out of the house of the Lord, and shall water the valley of Sikkim, even that which was a place of thorn, even that area which was giving you pain. The word of Adam shall bring it into the situation where it shall begin to water. He shall bring water even from the valley of Sikkim. Hear me, house of Sikkim. This is the situation as I prophesy and speak to the church of God Agape. And I conclude with this verse, this scripture. Choose wisely, Agape. While in the valley of decision, pray for divine wisdom and the direction in your decision making. Pray that your sisters and your brothers who are out there. If God is going to make them, if they are going to make the decision, pray that the God of Agatha will help them make the right decision. Because by 31st of December, people who have gone the wrong way will, 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 be, will be done for good. We are praying that by the time we get to prayer convention, people will have made the decision either way. By the time we get to, to July, uh, December, uh, people will have made their decision. Because Things would have been made very clear that we now are in a position of choice. Whether to follow Abraham or to follow Lord. The change is yours as you sit in the valley of decision. To be choose, choose to be led. Pray that people who choose to be led by prophets will choose to be the one with the anointing of God and prophet because that's the requirement for leadership of the vision of Judah and the tribe of Judah. And those who make that decision the scripture says they shall surely prosper. Only a prophet and king shall be the agape tribe of Judah. That is the definition. That is the situation. Your future and prosperity is linked to the prophet of God and the man of God in your life. I've already said before. Don't be led astray by Absalom spirit. I shared with you about the Absalom spirit, the spirit of the son. Absalom was up, uh, uh, was gave his son. He thought he would judge his father and say he's a sinner, he's done this, he's done this wrong, all that he has done terrible. So he said, let me be the leader myself, I'm better. Yet no one is better. If I were to be the father and stand here and begin to tell you everyone's story, you'll be shocked. Even that to those people who think they can live. When I begin to say to them, if I were to do that, if I were to ask them, can you tell me, can you 
that reminds me what were the last issues we discussed and talked about concerning you in the last session that I had with you. Only that the church doesn't know that, but I know. The good of another knows. So don't be fooled. No one. You need to be guided by the church of God as you make the decision. In this season, your future and prosperity is linked to the prophet and men of God in your life. Don't be led astray by Absalom. Let Lord go. Let offer go. Clean and click your Naomi after making your decision. Choose faith over fear. This is the final word I'm saying to you. After making your decision, even helping others who are making their decision, call them after deciding wisely. They must choose faith over fear because the enemy will try to come and frighten them and say things. People must learn to choose faith over fear. They can then move boldly in the decision that they have taken and refuse to be intimidated by anyone and refuse to be intimidated by anything. That's why the author of that advice once again says, believe in the God of Agape and you shall be established. When you refuse to be intimidated by, intimidated by anything and by anyone, ladies and gentlemen, that is being established. When you refuse, refuse to be intimidated by anything and by anyone, that is being rooted. Rooted in the vision. You know, we know you used to sing that song. We used to sing that song. So many times the God of Agatha gave me the gave me the things that were a kind of kind of change to be to be rooted in the vision, to be established in the Lord and the God of Agatha. And I kept saying for many years, that follow me as I follow Christ. I was pointing, I was not, I never pointed the church myself, I was pointing to you, the one who led me, the one who called me, the one who guided me. I say to you, this is the God of Israel, the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. That's the one you must follow, that's the one you must worship, through his one and only begotten son, Yeshua Hamashiach, who I have introduced to the world, as his real name. This is my prayer, this is my teaching. I never taught anyone to follow me as, as if I am God. I taught you what God taught me to teach the people. But now his name, we now know it. His name is Yeshua Amasia. I'm the only prophet of God teaching that, pointing you, directing you to the right God. Hear me, house of Judah. And I've taught you before, trust in the Lord your God with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. I even gave the illustration of what leaning is. When I say don't lean on an individual, don't lean on a person, don't lean on me, lean on the God of Agatha that I'm teaching you about. Everything that has taught you from day one. That's why the God of Agatha says it is blasphemous for anyone to say anything against the teachings that I've given or the writings that I've given because it is the Holy Spirit who gives me to say everything I've said and to write everything I've written. They are bringing a curse upon themselves who mock the books and mock the teachings. Try and go and search any teaching that I've given if you can find fault with any of the teachings. And I've said this many times before that you can find fault with the visionary, but you cannot find fault with the vision. You can find fault with the commissioner, with the commissioner, with the envoy, the evangelist. None of them is perfect to all, but you cannot find fault with the vision. You cannot find fault with the teaching that I've released because none of them came from me. So it is unwise to make comments that are derivative of anything that has been said or taught or written in the future. Because you will not find fault with anything that is in the books or with anything that is on the DVD that I've taught you before. Why? Because everything I've said and taught and written is directly from the mouth of God. Choose wisely as you sit in the valley of decision.
you sit in the valley of the water. Mount to as they. You are not alone. I want you to know that. They say there is comforting numbers. There are many people who are in there. Those who have been critical, those who have spoken to you before, those who have been quiet, those who are not coming to you, I want you to know. I'm saying this is a prophet of God. That the God of God is telling me, God is accessible. Everyone is now seated in this land. Including those who write or say things. In the end of the day, the God of God is speaking to them. And their decision is there. But let it be that you are going to be even like the servant of God. Joshua who said to me, choose you this day. That was another message I said. Which one do you follow? But he then concludes and says, as for me and my household, I'll follow the God of Israel. I'll follow the God of Agape. That's what you're going to make the decision in this valid time. It's the valid time for the vision, ladies and gentlemen. And those who are going to be led wisely, those who will make the decision wisely, pray for your brothers and sisters out there that the God of Israel will give them the wisdom, the courage even, to make the determination to decide wisely without intimidation, without being intimidated by anyone. Because at the end of the day, the decision that we are making in this season is catastrophic, is going to shape your destiny, is destiny shaping, let me put it that way. As you sit in the value of decision, everything the way you decide is destiny shaping. Even as we have read from the book of Job, chapter 3, verse 16 to 18, we have seen the benefits of choosing wisely. You have seen the benefits of making the right choice. I ask you to rise up right now and begin to pray for your brothers and your sisters who may be in the dark, who are being misled, who are being led astray. Let the brother of Agatha guide them and help them in the next few months. They based in the valley. Amen. This is the message of God to the church of God Agape. The message of God to the church of God. And I'm speaking as the prophet of God to the church, as the prophet of God to the nation. Because God will only speak to the leader, will only speak about Agape to the one who he called for Agape. He called me for this leader. So the message of God is with me. I carry the message of God to the church of God Agape. No one else is going to make that's why all they can do is they are preaching. All they can do is preach against another one. Preach against me. Preach against this one. Preach against that one. Which is even a contrary to the vision. Because the vision God was about to give me, he says, we don't allow Bible fasting in this vision. We don't preach human beings. That's part of the one who yeah. But that's what some people on the other side are doing. You hear every sermon after sermon. They are trying to call derogatory remarks on another person. We must preach Jesus Christ to show how much he can him crucify. Because why should we preach another person to fight the moon? Have we ever heard me doing that? Have we ever heard me down dressing someone from the pictures? The adapted vision does not allow me to do that. Hey, do not try to bash anyone. That's one of the key things of the vision. So when you hear someone preaching against a human being, you know directly that they are preaching heresy, and that's not the vision of adapted. Let them live their own church if they want to. But I can tell you anyone who preaches like that is not preaching, is not as late by the Spirit of God for adapted people. So choose wisely if you sit in this valley. Multitude, multitude, multitude in the valley of decision. If you stand up with me, ladies and gentlemen, I ask that you begin to pray for your brothers, begin to pray for your sisters who are out there. I told you there are multitudes in every country where they sit in this valley of decision. There are people who, whose life, whose whole future depends on the decision that they will take. 
begin to send you through right now for two minutes, just begin to open your mouth and begin to pray. But begin to thank God for yourself, that God has helped you to make the right decision. And begin to pray that you remain strong. Because the Bible says in the Joel chapter 3 that we read, that let the weak say I'm strong. In other words, even in that season, you want to remain strong yourself. Because some people are trying to persuade you otherwise. Begin to pray and thank God for yourself that you have made the right decision. You now know you have got understanding. You make the decision with understanding, knowing that in this decision, if you are going to be in agape, you cannot afford to be in agape and be led by anyone who does not have the calling of an anointing, the anointing and the calling of a, of a father, prophet, and king. It cannot work, it cannot happen, it cannot be. That is not the way God ordained for the vision of Agape. That is not the way God ordained for Judah, the tribe of Judah. Over the years, Judah has never been led by anyone without this too. If it was one person, it had to be a king and a prophet. If it was not one person, it had to be led by a king who was also guided by a prophet. That's the way it was always given. Then that was the scripture for that. And so the message of God was given to me for the vision for his people of this today. Multitude. In the valley of decision. Let's begin to pray with me right now. Two minutes. Let's pray. Pray for yourself. Thank God for yourself. Pray for your sisters and brothers who are out today who are crying for their father. Okay, now just begin to pray with me right now. But pray that God will direct you that way. He is building. That's what he says in the epistle. I will build my church. As the summary of the message today, as he raises his finger, as he takes the finger of God in the next six months, God is now building his church. <laughs> In the valley of the Osama, the valley of the Sea. Decisions are going to be better that will shape the future of the church. He is building his church. He is building his church. Then, your mighty Father, even as I bless for the name of God. Sure. Whatever that none of them will be in the The people that want to be in the real account, let them be over there. People that want to be led by their father, the speaker of father, they are also in the real let them make let them make the change without fear. Without fear. Oh, Mighty Father, I pray that as you do the sake of Father God, you are preparing for the generation that is to come, for the generations to come, yes. Almighty, for the vision that is used throughout the world. For our Catholic is now about to launch forth. The real Agape is now about to grow and be established and react as people who practice the Agape in the church.
in the book of John in the end of it will become their portion. That the testimony will become buckets of testimony. Oh my God. Your people, I pray the Lord of your people will be healed, those who suffer to you. That no one will die before their time in Agape according to promise. So when you promise me, that those who will say that cannot be that by 2021, by the end of 2021, someone will still have a no job in this region when they made the decision fall according to the that was given by your servant, your worshippers, in the value of the worshippers. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall be established. Believe the prophet, and you shall prosper. I speak prosperity upon your people, and give breakthrough upon the people who make the right to you. In the mighty name of the Lord, Yeshua, I decree that, O Father, from the 1st of June 2021 to the 31st of December 2021, those who have made the right decision will have testimony after testimony every month. In the mighty name of the Lord, Yeshua, and blessed are those who have made the decision already, because the testimony will begin to come from the very first of the month of June. Oh my brother, all the way throughout the year. Yes. But I pray that it will not take too long.
of decision. As we sit together, Almighty Father, in the valley of Jehoshaphat, it shall be so that your children, we have decided according, are blessed of the Lord. In the name of God, the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. I bless your people, of Father God, as the prophet and father and king of them, as the vision out of the church. I release the word, Almighty Father, is the word of the sister, is the word to the church of God. I bless your people right now. In the mighty name of the Lord, Yeshua, Hamashiach, I pray. Amen.